Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 189 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is what's the one golden piece of advice you'd give to a new author? Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the always golden T.B. Markinson. And just before we get a rundown of T.B.'s misery, um, this episode, after this episode, we're taking a short break because uh, I'm going away and we're, we are meeting up at the 20 Books Khan in Vegas. If you're there, we'll see you there. But our next episode after this will be out on uh, a month from now, on November the 20th. So, T.B., how are you today? I love that you stole my uh, my misery update because that was a little joke I made when before you introduced me in my misery. <laughs> so I like to I like to know that you you listen, you hear me. I I listen. I I'm here for you. And uh, as everyone knows, with writing and with uh, podcast uh, intros, uh, clearly no, there's no no such thing as an original idea, only a stolen one, right? Well, you know, let's just say I gave it to you. It was a gift. <laughs> okay. That was a gift. Um, so how are things going here? We are recording this on October 10th. And so when this episode goes live, my book uh, co-written with Adrian J. Smith, All Wrapped Up in You, will actually be out in the world. Hopefully everything is going smooth from now until then. So that is actually true. I don't have to, like, you know, retract this statement. Um, so that means... All my summer projects are officially done. I'm in the launch phase of All Wrapped Up in You, but the hard work is done, the book's written, it's been edited, it's it's been uploaded to Amazon. So my summer, the misery that I call 2023 summer is coming to a close. And now I am preparing for the misery of the fall. <laughs> I just go from one miserable season to the next. Well, toot and toot to you, and it's nice to know that you lurch from one misery to the next. But you know, I'm sure all the uh, readers on the end of on the end of the words that spring from your misery to be <laughs> are very grateful, because because the words are generally fun and frothy, aren't they? You know, I've written with you, I've read your books; they're generally fun and frothy. We do try to put a lot of humor in the things because. Yes, I do joke about the summer of misery and stuff, but I do try to see the humor in pretty much everything because it's either laugh or cry, and I am much on the laugh side. I much prefer laughing until we die. <laughs> that was really dark. <laughs> oh my god. That is the title of the episode right there. Let's all laugh until we die. And other writing news. Um, for all the Lizzie fans out there, I have some exciting news. Uh, I can't share all the details yet, but I'm going to drop some news, a little teaser we recently had a comment from a Lizzie fan who thought the last book wrapped up the Lizzie stories. Oh, no. I knew this when I responded to that comment, but um, I'm now in a better place where I can start making more announcements in a teaser-like fashion. Um, pretty soon, there's going to be a whole lot of Lizzie. No one's going to be able to escape Lizzie. <laughs> Least of all me. <laughs> so, um... That's all I'll say for now, but I hope Lizzie fans are getting excited. There's going to be a whole lot of Lizzie in the future. So just going to leave you with that part of the Lizzie news. On the iHeart Sapphic front, uh, we're working on the 2024 reading challenge schedule. Mm -hmm. Authors, 
if you're listening to us and you haven't submitted your Savic books for this challenge, uh, please do so now. We've asked authors uh, to fill out forms. In the past, I think it was last year. Yeah, last year. In the past, we just used all the books in the database to fill the slots. Uh, we now are going to have more than 5,000 books in the database at the end of the year. Uh, the reading challenge only has space for 2,000, so that's less than half of what we have in the database. So that means if you want your book in the challenge, you must submit your form. And I suggest doing it soon because we've already received about half of the um, books we need. So get your forms in before it's too late. If you want to take part in the 2024 reading challenge, that uh, that feature on IHS is one of the most popular features. It gets the most clicks. It gets the most views. It's a great way to promote your backlist, promote a new release, because if you have a book coming out in 2024, you just need to put the date that's coming out on the form, and we can still add it to the schedule. So it's a, it's a great way to market your books, and it's completely free. So please, authors, get your forms in before we close the submissions. And are the forms uh, easily discoverable on iArtsAffic website? Well, we do this weird thing with IHS. We communicate with authors via email. Oh, you said this to me last time, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, so we send emails to authors. We put the form link in there, and then we send emails to all the IHS subscribers, like, you know, like Tuesday's new release email. There will be in that email another link to the form. Um, we put it in the intro to the posts on IHS. Not all of them, but the main ones. It's everywhere. It is everywhere. So if you haven't received an email from us, uh, you might want to subscribe to our author newsletter. Excellent. It seems, it seems a lot easier than handwriting notes and putting them in the post. I'm, I'm not expecting a postcard from you, don't worry. Um, yes, and that, that all sounds very uh, mysterious regarding Lizzie. Is it, is it going to Netflix? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, wouldn't that be great? Actually, be. I don't know. Yeah. I think I would, I would force myself to watch every episode and just cringe because it's like listening to the audiobook, isn't it? <laughs> like you see all the flaws. All the flaws would just pop out. <laughs> I've always thought that... Uh, having something on Netflix would be really exciting. And I'm thinking, oh my God, would it be like listening to the audiobook? <laughs> this is nothing against the narrators of any of no. my audiobooks. You guys are all fantastic. It's the fact that we are such perfectionists and every time we publish something, we know it's not perfect because nothing ever is. So that is the issue. I'm not bashing narrators. My narrators are fantastic. I love you all. Um, and yeah, it's just one of those things. But at least with the Netflix, like, I wouldn't want to be involved in the script writing, so would it be me? It would be a script writer, and then I could blame them. Exactly. You can blame the actors as well. There's so many different oh, yeah. people to blame. Collaborative process. So when Lizzie does get signed up for Netflix, remember all that. Remember all my scapegoats? Yeah. In other news, it is full fall season here. The temperatures are starting to drop. I am pulling out my turtleneck sweaters from wherever I've hidden them, which has been a challenge trying to find everything. So I love this season. It is my one of my favorite seasons. I look forward to it every year. I like all the seasons, but fall is one of my favorites, and I think that's part of uh, growing up in California, where we did not have seasons. And then I'd watch movies, and like you would see like movies with like the leaves turning and everything, and I was just like, oh my god, I'm tired of palm trees. So, and I know there are people who live in this area are like, I would really like to see palm trees. It's all it's all about perspective. I've been going uh, on the weekends, uh, taking a day off and going for drives to see all, all the beautiful colors, which 
haven't been as spectacular this year because we had a really shitty summer and we had too much rain and not enough sunlight, which apparently impacts the uh, brightness of the fall leaves. It's all connected. But um, it's just good to get away from the computer for a day, go for a drive. Uh, I've been having breakfast in small diners, which I've been absolutely loving. You know how much I love to go to diners and everything. And then um, it's also been nice to get away because I've been having some uh, struggles lately just mentally trying to stay in the game. I've been, I've had a really busy year. I've had a lot of stress. For instance, right now I'm under a lot of stress about my rent. I paid my October rent early. I usually do this. And at the time when I paid my October rent, I didn't know my building was about to change management. So I've paid my old building management and the new management people came in about three days before the end of September. And so I was just like, uh, I've already paid the old people and I don't really want to pay my rent twice. That hasn't been resolved because they're trying to get the money from the old management. So when I go into my account on my portal, it's saying I am behind. They just recently sent me a lovely email telling me they're charging me late fees. And I was like, well, this doesn't seem fair. Hey, <laughs> well ahead of time. So it's just a lot of stress. There's been a lot of stress on this end all year. So um, I'm just waiting for the computer-generated eviction notice because it is a computer program that says you haven't paid your rent and now we're kicking you out. I'm preparing for it mentally. So this is something weighing on me. A lot of other things have been weighing on me. So life never stops, but sometimes I have to. So I am enjoying my drives in Vermont and New Hampshire. I might go to Maine soon for a day. So it's just been nice to get a, get a mental health day. Yes, that is that is annoying. I hope it will get sorted out. Those changes of management and changes of anything always uh, contributes stress to things, doesn't it? So that that's what's going on here. A lot of stress, so a lot of misery. I'm just going to keep laughing until we die. Is that our new motto? Is that where we're going to put on t-shirts? If you Laugh like. until you die. Yeah, if you like, get them printed up and we'll take them to 20 books. So what's going on over there? Hopefully more happy, happy, joy, joy. Less misery, less misery. Uh, over here, it's been quite sunny, so that's nice. Um, everything's better with sunshine. As uh, I went to see my mum yesterday, she um, is in a care home, and um, all the carers, when I went in, I said, how are you? And they went, everything's better with sunshine. It's true, it's true. Over here, things are good. We've got washing on the line, that's how hot it is here. And I am preparing to uh, go to Canada for my nephew's wedding, and I saw some pictures over there, and it's it looks freezing, so, I've got to get all my autumn stuff out of the drawer because here autumn hasn't hit yet. It really hasn't. London's still 25 degrees, which is 80 to you over there. So it's still shorts and t-shirt weather. I'm still having to put sun cream on. I've actually just officially run out of sun cream today. Anyway, moving on, crashing on to, to what I'm doing work-wise. Well, I am still working on London 9. I am getting on with it. It is slow going, but we're on the road. The road has been rocky since I completed my previous um, manuscript. But this one is underway. I did a bit more research on it this week because anytime I get stuck, I always think of what James Patterson once said about if you're stuck when you're writing, you probably haven't done enough research. So I did a bit more um, and that did help. And I also um, have started reading a bit more and that always helps. So um, top tip if, you're, if your writing is um, sort of going a bit slower. But I do think uh, reading does help because it kind of 
refills the creative well, right? Inputs things into your brain. Uh, and I know people always say, oh, I don't want to read a book while I'm writing a book because I might inadvertently copy that that book. I've never done that. Um, I don't really get that. And, and you know, the books I'm reading as well, they, they're a mishmash of genres. So, but even if you, you know, even if it does spark, a, even if you like a sentence or and that helps you spark a sentence that you write, um, that's not a bad thing. So yeah, I think it's a good thing to do. It's helping me and it could help you too. In other news, uh, my accounts are up to date, so that's a happy thing to happen, isn't it? Can I get a toot toot? Yes, yes, toot toot, toot for taxes. Thank you. Yes, Thank taxes you. always get a toot toot. <laughs> and in uh, bookshop news, Gay's the Word, the l- uh, fabulous gay bookshop in central London, they ordered 12 copies of Hotshot and I took them in, um, I think I just took them in just after we recorded last time, so on the Friday, they told out by Sunday, so I took 12 copies in and they told them in two days, which is amazing. Um, so I'm taking, I just they just ordered another 24, so I've got to sign those and take them in. And all of this to say is that, you know, print bookshops, generally, if you're a self-published author, don't chase them because you're not going to make any money, you know, like the the, the royalty rate I make from every book I sell via a bookshop is about a quarter of what I make for a book I sell online. But it's, it's all good, how I look at it is it's all good publicity and PR, isn't it? If someone walks into a bookshop, sees your book there, um, they might buy it and then they might go on to buy other books online. So that's not to say that please do buy my books in a bookshop if you see them. I don't worry about the sort of lesser royalty I get. Uh, from a bookshop but it's just nice it's it's nice to have it there and it's nice that they sold out in two days and I will be restocking so if you're in London Hotshot will be back when this comes out and hopefully they haven't sold out of that. It's it's nice one of the things that came out of the pandemic was uh, a love of independent bookstores and there's been more of them popping up which is great to see I mean we're book lovers and I think when you're a book lover I mean I've been a book lover all my life and one of my greatest joys from childhood is going to a bookstore and browsing the um, all the books. So, no, I think it's great. And I would love to see more independent queer bookshops open up. Yes, and especially Gaze the Word because it is a completely uh, queer bookshop. So every book in there, it's going to be gay, um, as Gaze the Word does kind of hint at. Um, and I have to say, the staff in there are lovely and they've supported my career from day one. So hurrah for them. As I said as well, you'll be surprised. You know, like every year I put do my reading challenge, and I'm woefully behind. I think I'm. I think I've read 26 books this year, so uh, I am behind because I my goal was 50. But anyway, I'm gonna. Try, I'm trying to catch up, and at the moment I'm I'm reading three books to be. <laughs> so I'm reading uh, one from the library on my phone. Then I'm reading one on my Kindle. I'm reading one as an audio book uh, on my phone. So I read. Are you ready? A non-fiction book. You know how much I love reading non-fiction books, but I actually enjoyed this. So that was really cool. It's called Undisruptible, and it's about the inevitability of change and companies that thrive and those that sink. Um, And it's about getting ahead of the curve and anticipating that change will come and building your business into that and having the courage to pivot. So I found it very interesting. And you know what? I listened to it actually on Spotify. Now, I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, I'm sure you have. Spotify now includes 15 hours of audiobooks in its premium subscription model. So I pay for Spotify every every month. So I was able then to listen, because I have looked for this book on my library app, because I'm not a member of Audible. So I've looked for it on my library app, and they don't have it. So I have tried to order it on my library, but it hasn't come in. So I listened to it on the Spotify 
new premium listen to audiobooks. Uh, no, so, which is great for me as a listener. I'm not quite sure how it's going to work out for me <laughs> as a publisher of audiobooks, but I'm choosing to look on the bright side and say that maybe if people listen to one book, they might buy another on Spotify. But um, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I've mixed messages about this because uh, there are some who are some authors and publishers who are absolutely jazzed about this Spotify news because it will give competition to Audible, which um, competition is always a good thing. Mm -hmm. But then there are others who are like, wait, how are the authors getting paid? (laughs) So there is, I I haven't quite figured out where to fall on this because I haven't figured out how it is going to work out for the authors slash publishers. Like, um, are they getting royalties for this? And if so, are they getting what they would normally get? Is it less? I don't know. And I don't think any of us know. So a lot of people are kind of, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. That's, that's my opinion right now. Cautiously optimistic. I think we've got to be, you know, because it's happening. We are not going to affect uh, that. And yeah, I think it is good that there is a challenger to Audible and Amazon uh, because they've had the monopoly for too long. Honestly, like they haven't actually uh, divulged how authors are going to get paid. And I'm going to assume that it's going to be minimal uh, payment, you know, like uh, musicians get when people stream their stuff. I imagine it's going to be pennies. Um, so if it's any more than that, I'll be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> but it, but there's a lot of books that you know I want to read in it. So I am I think it's going to spur me to start listening to audio books more. I listen to the occasional one via the library, but this I think is going to make me listen to more. So uh, you've got to see that as a good thing, I think, because you know at the end of the day. Spotify is only one small avenue for, for my audiobooks to be listened to and bought. You know, I, I, I stream and, and have them sell over 50 platforms. So, It's also hard to change people's habits. How much is this going to change people's habits? And then Spotify is notorious for not paying well. It's something to keep an eye on. But again, let's be cautiously optimistic. Yeah. And fingers crossed and hope for the best. Yes, I'm going for that. But as well, if changing people's habits, you know, I listen to things on on Spotify anyway. I listen to music when I'm walking. So listening to an audiobook is it's not changing my habits. So I think that this is the first credible competition to Audible because I think a lot of people have Spotify accounts. But listening from music to books is quite a jump. But it's on the same app. Though. On the same platform. But yeah. if you're used to using spotify for your music you don't automatically think of books not all listeners are going to be audiobook listeners that's all i'm saying it's hard to change habits right but for me as a as a music listener um i know the app you see so if i had to download a different app and get a different subscription i'd be far less likely to do that but because i'm already there that's what i mean so i think it could be a game changer but anyway, in in non-book news, um, we went to see Arsenal and Spurs women play. Yes, we are that household. Um, and it was, what would you expect, TB, for the Arsenal uh, women's game opening at the Emirates? 54,000 there. You um, would expect one result. And then Spurs opener at their less, slightly less glamorous uh, Brisbane Road. You'd expect an Arsenal win and you'd... you'd who knows for Spurs, but Arsenal lost and Spurs won. It's a topsy-turvy world. Are the Arsenal women, are they along the lines of Chelsea women who I've recently learned are like the cream of the crop? Yes, they're, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're in the top three in the league. Okay, and where is Tottenham in this? Uh, we came ninth out of 12 last season and Arsenal came third. Not the bottom. 
bottom third, but close. Close. <laughs> Clinging on. <laughs> and then do do they do the same where like the bottom ones get relegated? Is it like big enough for that? Yeah, they're bottom two this season. So uh, it used to be one, and now that because there's only twelve teams, but now it's two. So jeopardy is more. But uh, this season we're looking good. Spurs can actually are actually stringing passes together. It's exciting. So my wife and I are going again tomorrow night to see Spurs in the cup, and then we're going to see Arsenal women again on Sunday. So. Yeah, it'll be it's an, it's going to be an interesting season all round to see how Arsenal fare and to see how Spurs fare. I, I totally expect Arsenal to finish above us in the end. I'm I've got high hopes for Spurs. What, what did you meet Spurs in a cup? In, oh, in a in the League Cup. I know cups confuse you, so don't worry. I was just picturing like the Spurs playing in a teacup, like at Disneyland, <laughs> and I was like. Can they play on the teacups, right? The Spurs like players. And uh, they're trying to like <laughs> dribble around and wind up spinning. That that would be fun. I'd watch that. They take like this special juice and they become like the borrowers. And then they all like run around a teacup. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Going to see all these uh, football games, you won't be surprised to know that a new football book has already taken shape in my mind. But I'm going to finish London 9 first, everyone. So don't worry. When is the London 9 edit deadline? Mm, you know, that's a really harsh question. Let's move on to comments. Oh, no, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you have an edit deadline for this one? Loosey-goosey. Loosey-goosey. Mm. So are you planning on getting it done by the end of this year? Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's put December 31st as your deadline. <laughs> God, I hope it's done before then. Uh, my deadline originally was before I went away, but I don't think that's going to happen now. So um, slipping and sliding. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's that is the writing game. Yes. Deadlines. Uh, we love the sound they make when they fly by. Is that Douglas Adams? I think. I think yeah. Anyways, uh, comments. Uh, up first, we have a comment from Dharma Kelleher. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that last name correctly or the first name. I, I I have a habit of wrecking all names, but I do not mean any disrespect. But Dharma is saying, hope to see you and Claire in Vegas next month. So that's exciting. So Dharma's going to be in Vegas, too. There's quite a few of us in Vegas. So hopefully um, it's a big conference. So hopefully we will be able to find each other. And I would recommend (laughs) contacting Claire on her socials because I think she has them on her phone and I do not. Yes, do do feel free to contact me. But also there is going to be a LGBTQ plus meetup when this is going to be is under review but because um, there's a schedule and that says it's on a particular day and then the original spreadsheet said it was on another day so I did ask Elaine who's running 20 books she she seemed fairly certain it was going to be Wednesday at 5 30 but it could be Monday or Tuesday at 5 30 so basically we have to turn up every day and see what happens see if there's lots of queer people turn up as well but oh, I also will be texting Claire and asking what the fuck when is it <laughs> You see just lots of compu- uh, confused people walking around with rainbows, you know, just follow them. So, yes. Yeah. So that is the comments on this side before I get the coffees. Do you have comments on your side? I do. Um, I have a comment from Charlie G who says um, they're loving the pod, binge listening from episode one. Her aim is to have caught up by the end of the year. So she might listen to this in 2024. 20- That's weird, isn't it? But Hello. Well done for catching up. Um, and she says, thanks for the advice and guidance. Also, she read Hotshot, my book my book this year, and went to her first WS- WSL game off the back of it, which is the Women's Super League. So I thought that was fabulous. There you go. There you go. Um, so another football book might be just what the market is looking for. Well, you know, 
Maybe. Um, and author S.W. Anderson says our pod is so good on Twitter and Evie Bancroft said it's a great pod and thank you for sharing. Uh, well, that's lovely. Thank you very much for the comments. And now time for the coffees. Elizabeth bought us coffee saying thank you for answering my question on the Ask Us Anything episode. Uh, we are more than happy to answer your questions. And also Anne bought us coffee. So thank you very much. Every cup helps. Delicious. Every cup. That particular, those particular cups were delicious. Let's get on to the topic at hand, which is what one piece of golden advice would you give to a new author? Now, this came about because I saw a tweet, or is it an X these days? I don't know. Let's call it a tweet. Um, From hugely successful crime writer LJ Ross, who lives up north, I think in Northumberland. I spoke with her on a panel this year at London Book Fair. Um, I've met her a few times. She writes thrillers with her character DCI Ryan, and her books are second only to Jack Reacher as the best-selling book series of all time on Amazon UK. Put it in perspective, Harry Potter is fifth. So she knows how to write a book that sells and she knows how to do it consistently because she's been doing it for quite a few years. I think she's got about 13 or 14 books in her series. So this is what she said on Twitter. I'm going to read you her tweet. I'm asked very frequently what my biggest piece of advice would be to new writers. I've had 10 years to think about this and my advice has nothing to do with craft, writing, marketing decisions or how you choose to publish. It has to do with self-confidence. You have to develop a deep well of it and make sure that it's well maintained so it can sustain you. Because without confidence, you're liable to take decisions that don't reflect the finest version of yourself or indeed the work that you would like people to consider reading. Low self-esteem leads people to accept poor business offers, to make excuses for bad practices, to nod and smile rather than speak their minds. So focus on your well-being and push back on bad marketing suggestions or cover designs that demonstrate no investment in creating an original brand. Making it in publishing is never worth sacrificing your self-esteem. It isn't a fair exchange. So that was her tweet. It's a long tweet, I'll give you that. It was in four parts. Well, our our advice is remarkably similar. Oh, okay. There you go. So I just thought that was interesting when I saw that because, you know, Whenever people give advice, uh, you know, what's the what's the one piece of advice you give to people? I think that my off the cuff advice would be uh, just keep going or don't chase perfectionism. Like those two things uh, are the two things that have helped me the most. They're not like get a good cover, get a good editor, you know, because these things all matter. But I don't think it matters as much as that or what Louise said. I've written down some thoughts, but do you want to give some thoughts? Yeah, and I kind of have a long wind-up for my one piece of advice. Okay. So, I recently, when I uploaded All Wrapped Up in You, I have now published over uh, more than 40 books, I think. I kept trying to add them up. I kept trying to add them up, and I kept losing count. But um, I think it's over 40 books now that I have published, and that boggles my mind. And thank you for the toot-toot. I much appreciate it. Since the sixth grade, so around age 11 or 12, I wanted to be a writer. I didn't publish my first book until the age of 39 because life happened. Now I'm nearing 50 published books. It's amazing to think about that. And I hope it encourages listeners who have dreams to keep chasing them. You don't have to reach 40 or 50 published books. Just getting one out there is an incredible feat and you should celebrate that. As regular listeners know, I am a bundle of fear. I always think I'm going to fail. 
I'm always afraid I'm going to miss deadlines. I'm always afraid when I publish a book, it's going to wreck my career. But I also do have belief in myself. I mean, there's no, you can't hit the publish button 40 times without having some kind of belief in yourself. I think in order to be successful in this career, and there's going to be a lot of roadblocks that come up in your way. And some of those roadblocks, you won't suspect right away. It could be people who are, who love you, who are close to you. But when you say, this is what you want to do, it could be a partner, it could be a parent, and they might say something like, that's nice, dear, but you shouldn't hope that'll happen. Um, I think sometimes when people say this to you, they're trying to protect you from not reaching your dream. I think other times when people say this, they weren't able to um, capture their dream, and so they're kind of jealous, which is a very strong emotion. So my one piece of advice for people who want to succeed in writing or if you're a painter or any type of creative or any dream you have, you must have belief in yourself. You are the one you can rely on. It is not an easy piece of advice. I struggle with it daily. It is something I go through all the time, but you have to have belief in yourself and you have to be strong enough to keep sitting down and working on it. One, um, when I first published back in 2013, a writer friend of mine, a, a blogging friend who also had published, uh, we were in completely different genres. I was writing sapphic fiction. She was writing like interior design books, stuff like that. And her one piece of advice was every, every day do something. It could be like the littlest thing. Just do something and those little actions add up and they build on each other. And the only way to accomplish that is to have belief in yourself. So that is my piece of advice. Believe in yourself. Keep going. And don't give up on that belief. Well, maybe this is a piece of advice that comes to you after 10 years in the publishing business. Because Louise said that she, uh, after 10 years, this was her thoughts. So, you know, you, you're 10 years as well. <laughs> so maybe, is it, do, you, do, you get a, do you get like a certificate and a badge after 10 years? And then they, and then they say, and here's, what, here's the golden piece of advice. Here's the golden ticket. Maybe, maybe it's something that happens. Maybe it's just something that happens. But I think after you do it for this long, you, you put up with all of the roadblocks, you put up with all the, um, you get negative reviews, you get people who might discourage you. And there's something that kept you going. And I, I wanted to think about it. And it's the belief that I, that readers want my stories. And I have not given up on that. And the desire to tell those stories. So you just have to believe in yourself and it's not an easy thing. Go back and listen to all of the episodes. I think I doubt myself in pretty much every single one. I also still do it. So that's gotta say something. It says that you're living by the mantra that we always say about just keep going, right? Yes, yes, yes I think that's another thing. I, I, we've been we've been sprinkling this one piece of advice in all our episodes. <laughs> you know, we don't often, agree, no, not don't often, we don't always agree on how we approach things but that one piece of advice is the one piece of advice that tb and i both agree on and yeah i i just thought this this was an interesting tweet because it's not something you see very often uh but i did think it was very true i also thought it was it was very it's kind of this the kind of advice you would give after being in the in the industry for a while it's maybe not the advice you would give after a year because you're probably too stuck in the weeds of still getting to know what you're doing, right? I liked also how she tied it to, um, 
staying true to like your brand, like push back on those cover decisions, push back on those marketing things, staying true to yourself, which is a- another thing which I think is going to become even all more important these days, staying true to yourself and your author brand. Yeah, uh, and that goes for if you're um, if, if you're traditionally published or self-published, um, you know, you still have to make those decisions, more so if you're self-published, of course, but, you know, you still have to voice uh, your opinion if you're traditionally published. So I think when you're starting out, especially on a self-publishing route, you want practical advice to start out, don't you? How to do covers, how to use the Kindle backend and upload your book, how to know your opening. But self-belief and confidence come into every come into play everywhere you turn on your self-publishing journey. So, you know, what Louise said, what TB said, you're not wrong. Having the confidence to finish your book and then know when you type the end, it really is the end. Having the confidence not to go back and endlessly tinker with it, searching for perfection that doesn't exist. And having the courage to upload it, as you said as well, and press the publish button um, and prepare for how many sales it may or may not make. It all takes courage. Just putting your book out there is putting yourself out there. So dealing with reviews, negative and positive, requires mental fortitude. Coping with public readings, doing interviews, video chats, podcasts, it all takes strength. And it's all, at the end of the day, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. And being an author is a step into the unknown. And what you have to remember is not many people write books, even less people publish them. And seeing where we are, sometimes it can feel like every third person we know is an author, but they're not. And with this job, you're always learning new things for your writing and for your business. And you're always stepping outside your comfort zone. And if you think that you've learned it all, you're lying. So, you know, in the end, um, self-belief is the backbone of all the things that you need to know. You can absorb all the tactics, all the knowledge, all the advice that you want on how to publish a book, but you're the one who has to apply it. So you're the one who has to action it. And doing that tells, takes self-belief, 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 strength and mental courage. So and one, one thing I thought of was, well, how do you get this? How do you get this? Well, do the things that we always say throughout these podcasts that we've said. So take courses, don't stop learning, read books, speak to other authors, go to conferences, do the things. And if you do the things, you'll gain courage from doing them. And you'll also gain experience. And with experience comes rationale and resilience. And also don't be afraid to get help if you need it. You know, get a coach. I did. Um, when my sort of, I thought my mental health and thus my writing was suffering a bit, I got a writing coach, got a business coach. Invest in yourself, in time and in money. And I was going to say as well, this this year, for instance, as well, I haven't published as much and I haven't written as much, but one thing I have focused on is my physical health because I wasn't happy where I was over the past two years with that. So I've taken control and I've probably put more time into going to the gym and walking and and losing some weight this year, but but it's paid off. So that is investing in me because if I'm happier in my body, then I'm happily, happier mentally and I'm happier physically, um, and then I'm a happier writer. Things like that is that is all part of just looking after yourself. Um, have self-belief, but also put time into yourself to get to where you wanna be. And it'll all come out, because if you can do those things, then it ripples, the ripple effect is there. There you go, we're wise today, right? Well, it for 10 years. Yes. <laughs> I've only been doing it nine and a half, so I haven't got the golden ticket yet, but I'm, I'm excited to get it in uh, next February. 
And then are you going to share a, a new piece of advice? Like, are you going to wake up that morning and be like, oh, I have the perfect piece of advice? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe they'll get have a new piece of advice uh, next year. I'm, I'm, I'm dying to know what it is. Is it going to be that magic sauce that takes us all to get our Netflix deals? Yeah, maybe it will be. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed uh, this episode. Um, and do remember that uh, we aren't, this is the last one for a couple of weeks. So, well, actually for a month. So the next episode will be out on November the 20th. And that one will be full of fun and froth and probably talking about the conference we've just attended and maybe what we've learned from it, something like that, which I'm sure we will, we will learn a lot. Also, in that conference, we're stepping outside our, comf- our comfort zone, aren't we? Going to a big conference with lots of people, introverts, introverts, introverting in the world. Yes, and this is not a uh, sapphic fiction conference. Um, it's not like going to uh, GCLS or anything. It's going to, it's one of the bigger uh, indie publishing conferences. So we will be uh, hobnobbing with a lot of big names. Yeah, it's a little uh, unnerving. Yes, it is. Intimidating. All those things. But we're going anyway. We're feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Or we're carrying in a corner somewhere. Yeah, we're going to work on our self-belief <laughs> to, to make us leave our rooms. Yes, yeah, so I'm not going to go to, all the way to Vegas and sit in my room. Although they're normally quite nice rooms, aren't they? Well, I don't know. I haven't been to Vegas in forever. So, uh, But yeah. uh, that would be sad to uh, fly all the way across the country <laughs> and, and just hang out in my room and watch bad movies on cable TV. <laughs> Do you know, the last time I went, not the last time actually, about a couple of times before, Vegas was somewhere I ended up after travelling around Southeast Asia and um, New Zealand and Australia and staying in hostels for ages and got to Vegas for a week and uh, stayed in a hotel and I was just so happy to be in a hotel room with like a massive hotel room with a nice bed. I did just stay in the room a lot and watch a lot of CSI because it was so exciting to have a telly. I hadn't watched telly for nine months. Was it CSI set in Vegas? Do you know what? I'm not sure. But I probably went the whole gamut, right? CSI, all the flavours. This kind of breaks my heart a bit. (laughs) The next couple of times I went to Vegas, I I had a nice time and actually left the room. I did leave the room a bit, but, you know, it was so exciting to have a telly. Anyway, do let us know what you thought of this uh, episode. If you'd like to comment, uh, do leave a comment on the website at lesbianswhowrite.com. Email us, lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com. Twitter us at lesbianswhowrite. Facebook us, Facebook me, and Instagram me at clairefic. And then join us next time around when we'll be discussing what we've learnt at the 20 Books Conference. Loads, I expect. I always like to get at least one thing. Yeah. One actionable thing okay. from each conference I go to. I don't like to put a lot of expectations on it, but one actionable thing. Yeah. That and, is my goal. And if you're going, um, do get in touch. Um, you can DM me at Clairefic on Instagram. Um, yeah, and we will hopefully see you there. If not, we'll see you back here on November the 20th. Until then, stay safe, keep writing. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Follow us on Twitter at Les Who Write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.